0: Love, talk, radio.
1: Welcome to Voices for Change 2.0, the mental health podcast that's changing the discussion one voice at a time, featuring guests that will help end the stigma and keep talking mental health. And now, here are your hosts, Rebecca and Joe Lombardo.
2: Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Voices for Change 2.0.
3: Yeah, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this middle of January Saturday that's, you know, at least in the Detroit area, is really dreary out because it's all rainy and bleh.
2: Supposed to have, uh, we're in the, in the middle of an ice morning. Yeah. Until tomorrow morning. So that's fun. Yeah. We love yeah. that.
3: That's fun for us. So, I, it's funny. I still can't get used to the new theme you know, song.
2: The interest, yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, I like it. I like it a lot. I just, I'm, I'm used to the Scooby Doo drums at the beginning of the old one. <laughs> so, um, uh, it's cool though. You know, it's, uh, a bit of, bit of refreshment. Yeah. If you will. I don't know why I tried to sound British there. <laughs> it's kind of weird.
4: So, um, so
3: anyway
2: What were we going to chat about today, babe?
3: So what we were going to chat about As we were talking before the, the show Started was uh, You know, I alluded to the fact that It's the middle of January And um, You know, the holidays are over uh, Regardless of, of What holiday you celebrate You know, uh, Christmas is over Hanukkah is over Kwanzaa is over New Year's is over, we've started a new year, we've started a new decade, and we're kind of in that in-between blah area now, you know. There really isn't much to look forward to until it starts getting warmer out and, you know, people look forward to, you know, cookouts and baseball.
2: I know that I'm blah. I I just, I've been feeling it lately. Excuse me. I, uh i'm having a, a lot of trouble this holiday season i was really hoping that with the addition of of our great niece uh luna that um you know she's only just over a year old so we were hoping that it would you know bring more In,
3: inject some life into the holiday yeah season for us. It, yeah
2: it bring more to the, to the holidays for me but it's just it's very difficult for me uh you know, I had a big family, and, you know, my mom and dad are gone now, and two of my brothers are gone now, and um, I don't really have a relationship with the other two, so it's uh, it's it's hard. You know, I,
1: yeah.
2: I'm, I'm doing better than I actually thought I would be, but I'm still not great, and uh, I know that there's a lot of people in that same position, and I just... I would love to hear from anybody who follows us on Twitter, what they're doing to kind of, um, take care of themselves and, and really sort of, you know, find within themselves the, the strength to to keep going when it's a difficult time of year.
3: Yeah. You know, and, and it's, you know, the holidays are always more difficult when you're dealing with loss and, like, like we said, you know, having Luna here, uh, you know, that did inject a little bit of fun and brevity and hope, uh, into our holiday season this year. You know, at least it did for me. Um, I'm hoping it did for you too, babe, um, yeah, you
2: know, to a, to a certain degree,
3: you know, the, the tough thing is, like I said, when we started that, you know, now we're through that holiday season and that's, you know dark and dreary out you know and some places are covered in snow and some places are going to be covered in snow and this is generally a tough time of year for people to get through and and, you know this is you know they talk about seasonal affected disorder
1: Mm -hmm. and
3: the effect that having this kind of weather can have on a person and you really do feel it this time of year Mm -hmm. you know because you know now it is kind of I'm getting my credit card statements in the mail and, you know, I'm getting, you know, all these other bills and now I'm playing catch up from what I spent through the holidays and, you know, the weather's crap and, (laughs) you know, I don't want to go anywhere or do anything. I just want to stay in bed for the rest of my life, you know, and so we're not mocking that theory. No, we're (laughs) wholly embracing that and consider ourselves part of that culture, you know. Um, so yeah, you know, uh... it doesn't,
2: it doesn't help that tomorrow's the anniversary of my mom's death. Yeah, I know. You know, that's really, it's been years now and I still am not quote unquote okay with it. You know, I, I don't think I'll ever be, and we lost our, our beloved cat this year. So it's just, it's a lot. Last year, I guess I should say, is 2020 now But it's it's a lot And I, I hate to be a bummer You know, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the show We don't want to be a bummer But we want to be realistic It's One of the reasons why we do this show Is, is to offer people some, you know, realism With my condition, at least mm-hmm. You know, and, and how you help me get through these difficult times Yep and I think that people respect us for being honest about whatever's going on with us so yeah
3: we're, we're definitely not afraid to wear our, our hearts on our sleeves yeah so um, but um, with that said, yeah. uh, let us transition to our guests mm-hmm. um, and we're so grateful that they're taking the time out of their busy days to talk with us we have a, we have a two for today baby mm-hmm. um, we got uh, we got two guests. Two, two, two guests in one.
2: Oh, my God.
3: They, these are the jokes. They, mm, terrible. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to. You, you know what? No, you've been with me for over 18 years. You know what to expect now.
2: It's still really bad. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no way to make it any, any better. It's just really bad.
3: Any better? What? Anyway. So,
2: anyway, so today we're, we're chatting with a couple of lovely ladies from Canada. We're excited they're, to have them on the show.
3: They're from Canada, eh?
2: Oh, Lord. <laughs>
3: How's she going, eh? <laughs> uh,
2: they are the creators of the Canadian Perinatal Mental Health Collaborative, otherwise known as the CPMHC.ca. Uh, we're really excited. This it's the first time we're really going over this, this topic
3: yeah, I mean, we've, we, we've talked about it a little bit in the past, you know, uh, had guests on that talked about, you know, postpartum disorder and whatnot, but I think we're coming at the whole thing from a little bit different angle by having, having these two on, mm-hmm. and I think it's a, a good thing having them on to talk about this, um, especially this time of year, you know, yeah. I mean, with like I was saying, with the holidays being out of the way and you know, there's there's new moms. Uh you know, this was our niece Katie's technically second Christmas with Luna, but the first Christmas that Luna kinda knew it was going on or not really. And,
2: yeah, she you know, sorted it.
3: She sorted it. She got that the big box was for her and she didn't know why. <laughs> but uh you know, yeah, and that can be kind of an overwhelming thing you know once you get the holidays out of the way too so um so please welcome to the show i i can't read the names from over there because you're so much farther away from me miss patricia Tomasi and jamie charlebois i hope i didn't butcher those
5: hi guys hi not too (laughs) Uh, (laughs) charlebois charlebois okay that's okay
3: (laughs) Sorry. I, hi. You know, hi, We're it, happy
5: it, to be it, here.
3: We're happy to have you. You know, there's a, there's a city in Michigan called Charlevoix. So that's where I was coming oh, from wow. with that.
0: Yeah.
2: You yeah. wouldn't be the first
3: it, to
5: say it that way.
3: <laughs> okay. Charlevoix. And we're, uh,
5: we're, we're, I just wanted to say, we're, uh, we're also in that ice storm belt. Oh so yeah. We feel, yeah, we're just looking out the window here in Jamie's house and it's rainy and dreary and we're waiting for that freezing rain to fall we're in uh barry ontario which oh, is okay. uh, which is about an hour north of toronto okay so cool. we feel yeah
3: yeah you guys are about uh four or five hours away from us
5: yeah mm-hmm.
3: well that's not so bad yeah our, our third wedding anniversary we actually drove out to toronto for the weekend Oh yeah, and uh that was nice, you know. Uh, oh. In fact, I, you know, we, we'd love to go back sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got to get our passports, passports. renewed.
1: Yeah,
0: it <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll come anytime. I would suggest in the spring or summer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely.
3: Yeah, when we, yeah, our, our anniversary is August third, so we we came out uh, in the summer, uh, way back a long time ago.
2: Yeah, it's been a while.
3: <laughs> it's been a minute. It's it's been so long ago we didn't need passports yeah right oh, wow so, yeah so that's a it's been a minute but uh anyway guys uh thanks uh for for being on the show. We are very grateful and we're very excited to talk with you about uh what y'all have going on um so we were wondering if we could well before we get started, do you have any questions for us
5: um, do we have any questions for you? No, not really. We just, um, in hearing you both talk about, you know, this time of year, we understand actually just before we came on to talk to you uh, both, we were talking about how January, February, March are like the worst, the worst time of the year for my family. Anyways, Patricia, cause I have a mm. couple daughters with some mental health issues. I have mental health issues, my husband, and just, we know this time of year is the hardest. Um, not only because it's kind of dreary outside and we don't see the sun too often, but biologically as well with the lack of vitamin D. So I've got the vitamin D out and everyone's got their tongues out and I'm putting drops on everyone's tongues. You know, we're just doing <laughs> what we can because uh, that awareness is crucial, right? So Rebecca, I know you're feeling really blah, but uh, with your awareness and I'm sure, you know, with all of your um, the support around you, uh, you'll be able mm-hmm. to 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 get through it, and uh, you can call us anytime up here in Canada, and we'll <laughs> we'll be a friendly voice for you. So no, not really a comment, more than a comment, <laughs> solidarity <laughs> a statement. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks.
5: Well, it's always good to have
2: you know people around you that that support you. I think that I would be in a much worse state if I didn't have the like you said, the support that I have. So I'm grateful to you both for that. And, you know, let's uh, let's move on here.
3: Let's keep talking MH. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're
2: pretty yeah. smooth there.
3: I am smooth. <laughs> okay. So our first question for you guys is kind of a standard question. It's the one that we ask everybody out of the gate. And um, we're going to ask you the same thing. So you okay, so
2: guys take take turns answering this one. Yeah. And um decide which one of you goes first, but could we start off by each of you telling us where your mental health journey begins
3: or began.
0: Okay. Okay. Um so hi, this is Jamie. Um my mental hey, health journey started well I guess I was raised with um an awareness that there was some mental health challenges in my family. Um, I am a nurse by trade. Um, and so when I got pregnant uh, is when I really started to, to notice a lot of challenges. So I had uh, uh, hyperemesis gravidarum, so I was uh, sick both day and night, and I lost 20 pounds in my pregnancy. I was off work for 10 weeks. And I really wow. started to notice, like, you know, the struggle with trying to remain positive when everything was so challenging. Um, in my, when I was pregnant, I was still working 12-hour shifts, days and nights, and commuting an hour each way. So it became wow. very, yeah, it became a very long day when you're, you know, pregnant. Um mm-hmm. And then um, it wasn't until about three months postpartum that um, a lot of my mental health struggles uh, really peaked. And um, my daughter is 14 years old now. Um, And so 14 years ago, there wasn't a lot of awareness about um, mental health disorders in pregnancy. You might have heard of postpartum depression, or some people will say, I've got the postpartum. And... (laughs) um, And so for me, I knew that there was some struggles going on, but I wasn't actually depressed. I was more anxious and obsessive and um, very hypervigilant in regards to my daughter. Um, And so I knew that, okay, well, I'm not depressed. I don't have postpartum depression. I know that something doesn't feel right, but I guess, you know, it's just me or um, it's just my reaction to things. Uh, So I struggled for quite a long time. And I will tell you, if I didn't have the support of my husband and both of our families, I don't think I would have gotten through it. It was a really intense time. And people talk about, you know, how long does postpartum depression last? And we know that if it's treated, um, it takes about 9 to 12 months to treat into remission but untreated it can last four to five years and so you know those those struggles or those challenges when with your mental health can kind of follow you and that's why um patricia and i are really trying to advocate for awareness and we'll talk a little bit about that more later but really trying Mm -hmm. to decrease the stigma increase awareness and get the government supporting maternal mental
3: health. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that it could stick with you that long. You know, I Mm -hmm. figured maybe, you know, maybe up to a year. Sure. Um, but untreated, I didn't, you know, I mean, I'm a, Mm -hmm. I'm a dude, so I don't know these things, but (laughs) you know, um, yeah, I didn't realize it could last with you, you know, that many years. So, Mm -hmm. um, and
0: I think, some people would also say that it extends past that. Like me personally, I know that my anxiety has continued in some forms, um, but I've learned how to um, cope. I've created strategies um, to make myself successful, but, you know, it's forever changed me in a sense.
1: Yeah. And, oh. and
0: Patricia, how about you?
5: So I've been a hot mess my whole life. <laughs> um something that's, uh, there's a term that's that's going around the um, academic circles now, adverse childhood experiences, which is, you know, like tra- traumatic childhoods that have contributed to, you know, your 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 mental health um, going forward in, in life. And so now that I'm in my 40s, it's very easy for me to look back and say, I've had mental health issues my whole life, stemming from, mm-hmm my own parents uh, genetics environmental so by the time I became pregnant with my first child um, because the mental health revolution really had, we hadn't really started yet we didn't really talk about it um, I wasn't I wasn't actually properly diagnosed yet with anything so I had had panic attacks in my 20s and I had suffered from depression in adolescence and Uh, anxiety when I was a child, but it was never flagged, never diagnosed. So by the time I got pregnant, when I really should have been on medication, um, we don't have universal screening in Canada or the United States, and so it was never monitored. So when I had my – so I was very anxious when I was pregnant. I actually had a panic attack at two months. But I thought the whole time it was my fault that I was bringing this on like Jamie was saying, no real awareness medically of what exactly um, perinatal mental illness was. And perinatal just means that it can happen. Perinatal covers the period from pregnancy to postpartum. So then I had my baby. And, you know, the minute she was born, I started having um, symptoms, very uh, fatigued, panic attacks. Um, it's, uh, actually I had bipolar disorder, postpartum bipolar disorder, and I had mania and psychosis and I was untreated. It developed into me hearing voices, thinking angels were talking to me. Um, luckily it, it didn't go the way of that. I wanted to harm myself with my baby, but it could have. And it went the way of me having religious delusions. And I started to get into new age spirituality and thinking I could heal people with my hands and all sorts of weird, wacky things. Um, And then I got pregnant about four years after the first one. And in my pregnancy, uh, the second pregnancy, I felt great. Um, I guess my hormones were, were on the, the upswing. You know, I had a bit of anxiety, but I started to gain a little bit of perspective on what was happening and started to realize, wow, I was really nuts. Like, what what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. And then after I had the, the second baby, I started to get the symptoms again, three months postpartum. As soon as I recognized them, though, I marched right into my doctor's office. I asked for treatment because I needed medication. And I've been on medication ever since, so this has been five years, and I've been mm. the most grounded, sane, normal, logical person I have ever been my entire life. And I thought, wow, if this would have been caught when I was a kid, imagine how my life would have gone differently. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's my story in a nutshell.
3: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry, she just shot not me not that we don't mean to don't, shock
5: you guys. Spe- we've let you no, no. speechless. So. <laughs> no, no,
3: no. It's, it's not that. she. Uh, you, you said the word nutshell, and she shot me the look like, don't make the joke. Don't make, make the, the, joke.
5: the joke. It's okay. It's okay. We're cool <laughs> like that. Make the joke.
3: <laughs> this is a bloody big nutshell. How did I get into this nutshell?
5: Exactly. Austin Powers yeah. <laughs> reference. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. A,
3: yes. So. <laughs> and she, she She knew. That's the funny thing is, I looked up. I looked at her just a split second, and she shot me that look. Just, she, don't you dare. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't
0: you do it.
3: <laughs> so, yeah. Well, we've been
0: together a long time. And We've
2: been
3: doing this show for quite
2: some time now. So.
3: She knows what to yeah, expect. Yeah, I know what
2: to expect, and sometimes it's not that great. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thanks, honey. Not, nothing but a beacon of support. Yeah. So,
2: <laughs> how did,
3: right, so what we're wondering now is how did you two meet?
0: All right. Well, it's actually quite interesting because um, when I first started at in my position, my paid position now, I work at a local hospital here as the perinatal mood disorder coordinator and rebecca sorry not rebecca <clears throat> patricia had heard about my position and had contacted my hospital for an interview and when she contacted them they told her that i didn't exist actually because it was very it was a very new position and they hadn't heard of me yet and you had also called the health unit our local health unit too and asked so somehow that got back to me and i and i called our um corporate communications said, Well I, I do exist and I would like I would like to be interviewed and so at that time she was a reporter for the Huffington Post and she did a story on my position. Hmm. Oh, interesting. interesting. And
2: then
5: That's you guys just stayed in contact. And little did we, sorry, go ahead.
2: I was just saying then you guys just stayed in contact after that.
5: We did. And little did we know we lived in the same town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so that was convenient and then we stayed uh yeah we stayed in touch and I would I would draw on Jamie's expertise for different stories that I was working on sometimes I quote her sometimes I just ask her for information and then after um about a a year or so uh, after writing about perinatal mental health and maternal mental health it was just kind of organic that Jamie and I were both talking that you know Canada really needs to have a national strategy, a national perinatal mental health strategy. And why isn't anyone looking at this or working on it? Um, I started to, I i was biased from day one as a journalist. I was definitely an advocate for perinatal mental health from day one. And of course, Jamie, being a perinatal mood uh, disorder nurse, I said that wrong, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> She was an advocate from day one and, and we both have a fire in our belly for wanting to help women and dudes. Dudes get it too. Yeah. And uh, we said, you know what, we're going to form, we're going to form a group, an organization, and we're going to lobby the federal government. We're going to lobby prime minister, Justin Trudeau, and we're going to get a national perinatal mental health strategy. So, we formed our organization a year ago, and it's, we put in a lot of work. It's starting to gain momentum now. A lot of more. Uh, we have, you know, thousands of moms across Canada and, and dads who know about us. We have academics who want to join us. We're forming a national committee. We're recruiting social media ambassadors. We have a leader of one of the major parties in Canada, the NDP, Jagmeet Singh, he is in total support of us, so we're starting to gain ground and gain momentum, and um, we are going to push for this, so we're pushing for something called universal screening and also better access to treatment, so down in, this, in the States, in the U.S., you've got 2020 Mom, and they've done a fabulous job. They're an advocacy group and based in California. And uh, together with different advocacy groups across your country, you've been able to do, um, you, you actually have legislation, federal legislation, an act that was passed in 2016, and that now money is trickling down to different states to work on screening. So that you know, when you're, when you're pregnant and you go in and um, you get a battery attack. Right, I don't know exactly what the tests are in the States, but here we're tested for rubella, we're tested for gestational diabetes. We have all these tests that we need to take to make sure that the baby is healthy and mom is healthy. Um, But we're missing a test for postpartum depression or prenatal depression or prenatal anxiety. And it's the most common complication of pregnancy and postpartum. And it's not just about, oh, I'm bummed. I'm bummed for a few months, you know, I have this baby and then it's over and I go back to normal life. No, Mm. it has a tremendous negative effect on the child growing up. The child has more of a chance of developing depression and anxiety if the mother isn't treated for postpartum depression or anxiety. I mean, this is just long-lasting. with developmental uh, consequences and behavioral
0: consequences. And like another thing that like Patricia was saying is that there's there's never a time in a woman's life that she will see more healthcare providers than during the perinatal period. So if everybody is doing mental health assessments and screening, it will decrease the stigma. Women will be, they will expect people to be asking them about their mental health. Right now, because of stigma. A lot of people aren't asking the question because they they don't know where to send them if they answer mm-hmm. yes to those questions, and that's really unethical for us not to ask the question. So the U.S. Yeah. Preventative Task Force in the states mm-hmm. actually said a couple of years ago that we need to be screening all pregnant women, and then they quickly said. Only if you have the access to treatment. And that's one of the big things in Canada is that we cannot guarantee equitable access to treatment. So we can't be screening everybody. And so mm. that's what we're really fighting for is that when a woman is pregnant and fight and uh, postpartum, we need to be asking those questions and we need to have a place to send them. And to treat them to remission. So not just, you know, giving them a prescription for an antidepressant and sending them on their way. Doing follow-up. Continuing to monitor their mood throughout. And really supporting the family. Because you can't have healthy, happy babies without happy, healthy, resilient moms. And that's what we're really looking for. And,
5: you know, we have
0: a very, you know, good adult mental health system. Um, In our area, we have one of our hospitals has just opened a child and youth mental health unit, which, you know, will take some pressure off of the adult mental health um, uh, units. But if we want to make an impact, we need to be looking at preconception and prenatal. So really looking at mom and thinking about how we can support her physically and mentally to be able to support her family and be able to give them everything that they need. Because as Patricia was saying, those ACEs or the adverse childhood experiences, we know that 60% of the population has at least one ACE. So that's looking at... You know, um, different types of abuse, um, malnourishment, um, neglect, um, separation and divorce, living with a parent with mental illness. Um, And so if you were to look at kind of the 10 things that, you know, the ACEs uh, encompass, you might look at that and go, wow, I have a couple. And what Mm -hmm. they know now from research is if you have four or more that will hugely affect your health as you go through um, adulthood, cardiac-wise, um, mental health-wise, chronic Ill- illness. So it's really, people are really starting to pay attention to that.
3: It kind of goes hand in hand, and it, and it really, it should, you know, uh, mental health and physical health in, in general, not just, you know, uh, being pregnant, but in general, <clears throat> it should all kind of be taken into account, really. You know, yeah. um, that's something as we've done the show and the the hundreds of God, hundreds of people that we've talked to now, mm-hmm. you know, one thing that you <clears throat> kind of see a pattern on is that Mental health affects physical health. Physical health affects mental health, and they're hand in hand. And right now there seems to be a little bit of a disconnect between that. Um, The one thing that I've noticed, I'm actually going to physical therapy right now for my back. Um, I'm having uh, some back issues. And Mm -hmm. the therapist that I'm working with kind of thinks outside the box, and he's got me doing stuff that – I'm not doing much with my back, but I'm strengthening other parts of my body, and that is supporting my back. Yeah, and like your core. I'm, <clears throat> right, my core, my mm-hmm. my legs, you know, my 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 thighs and and whatnot, and finding that the pain moves, you know. Okay, well, your back feels a little bit better, but now you're you're, you know glutes are hurting and it's affecting your sciatic nerve well let's concentrate on that and that's kind of how he approaches it is you know you focus on these different things and you know to get down to the bottom of what the underlying issue is and I think that same principle can be applied to a combination of physical health and mental health that they they do go hand in hand you know so Mm -hmm. when you're when you find out you're pregnant, you know, some people get really excited about it and some people get terrified about it. And depending on what your personal outlook is and what your personal plan for your life is, you know, and how pregnancy can affect that, that can really throw you in a tailspin mentally as well as as physically. I think, it's, I think, I think the work you guys are doing is really important, shining a light on that. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're going to do now is we're going to we're going to take a quick break, um, but we'd like to keep continue talking about this on the other side. Um, we're going to uh, take a minute and pause to listen to the song "Mama's Love" by Cameron Hawthorne. So you guys stick in st- stick around, hang in there, and stick in there. That's what <laughs> it was Wow. And uh, we'll we'll see you guys on the other side of this.
2: Okay. Thank you.
4: to me softly Don't believe the lies Just dust yourself brand new And go on, get up off the ground And all is right, all is well in the world It's a call me if you need me It's a beater in a blink It's the medicine that makes you strong you are weak It'll stop all the crying you will end all the fuss Only mama's love, mama's love Only mama's love For mama, even though you want to sometimes, but she gave you something special you've had since you were young, it'll make yourself feel better every single time. It's a hello to your neighbor, it's a hand to those in.
3: back to Voices for Change 2.0. I'm Joe. She's Rebecca. And she's cute as a dickens look at her. She's such a little
5: cutie. Oh, I'm a
4: lucky dude. Get
3: okay,
5: that's enough of that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and on the line, we have the lovely and talented Patricia Tomasi and Jamie Charlebois. Charlebois. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Hello ladies.
2: I took French in high school, so I I can do the blah. Yeah.
3: Three years. I, I I took Spanish, so Then you don't... should be
0: okay with it too. Yeah.
3: Yeah, uh, no, um, no. No. But uh I I actually have uh doing Rosetta Stone Spanish kind of on and off now and uh it's funny cuz like some stuff comes back to you and then other stuff you're like, "Wait, what does that mean?" and you have to google it.
2: Yeah, my mm-hmm. my French teacher was so amazing. I I didn't have her for second year, but I had her first, third and fourth, and I still talk to her on Facebook to this day. And I marvel at this all the time. This the stuff that she taught us that I remember. Because I don't remember anything from any other classes. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I I I was an okay student, but I wasn't somebody that was like a a sponge and just soaked everything up um, until French class. And things will pop up during the course of the day, and I'll remember a word or a phrase or something. And but yeah, that's that's just my story. But, <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, she's she's the best. I really need to. Reach out to her again and tell her how much of an impact she's had on my life for sure
3: that's pretty cool,
1: yeah mm-hmm.
3: so um so Jamie, how did you become the first perinatal mood disorder coordinator registered nurse?
0: That's a good question, so thank you. um that's why I you. In in Northern Ontario, um, there was a woman called Linda Rankin, and she um, organized the Northern Ontario Postpartum Mood Disorder Strategy. And it was an amazing piece of work. And she was pushing um, to get support in Northern Ontario to create programming. So she had actually come down to the Barrie area and spoken to um, a, you know, a maternal child group in our area. And from her presentation, they voted that we needed somebody in this area to take on her work. And so (laughs) I applied for the position at that time. I was a labor and delivery nurse in Toronto. Um, And so if I took that position, I would be a lot closer to home. And hmm. so um, my position, the full title is Postpartum Mood Disorder Community Development Coordinator. And I wow. was, I work throughout the region to create capacity with different agencies. I do education and training, all kinds of things. But really just working from the ground up and yeah, I'm the only one funded to do this type of work. So it's been really exciting. The only one in Ontario.
5: What about Canada?
0: I'm probably the only one in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, you know, people that are working in different capacities at different organizations, but not in the same, in the same way. So it's been at this point in my career, I've been a nurse for 20 years. It's been great to take on such a challenge and, and work the way I feel I need to.
2: That's amazing.
3: Yeah. I imagine Mm -hmm. it feels pretty satisfying too. It does. You know, yeah, that's when, when you know that the work you're doing is, is being such a benefit and providing for those who really haven't had a a pathway before. It's just, it's, you know, There's more to life than money, <laughs> and uh there
0: is you know,
3: yeah and, and but, having, you know
0: if we yeah. had a magical pot of money, imagine what we could do with it when it comes to oh, perinatal no. mental health, creating programming and creating programs so that's why we're really pushing for this national strategy so we can yeah. we can create this type of programming across all of Canada, just like what was done in the UK and Australia. So they created programs across their entire country so every woman and man or family had access to the type of service they need to support their perinatal mental health.
3: Yeah, it seems like for some reason uh, us North Americans, because that's what you guys are and that's what we are, seem to Mm -hmm. be behind the curve uh from what they do in, in yeah, the, UK the UK and the is always
0: on the ball about stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. We're about ten to twenty years behind typically.
3: And we're we're probably ten to twenty years behind that. <laughs> 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 and and thinking worse and worse with uh yeah, our current sister. government, but yeah, you know, we won't get into that. <clears throat> um <laughs> touchy subject around here. Um anyway. <laughs> uh so, yeah, so we got into a little bit uh, the CPMHC. Um, just a, a briefly, how, how did you guys go about funding it, founding it, funding it?
5: That's funny because um, <laughs> we, <laughs> we fund it out of our own pockets. So we kind of pick and choose what awareness events we want to participate in. And we use social media a lot. We use our own skills a lot, um, you know, with with Jamie's connections in the medical world and my connections in the media world. So we're about a year old now, and now we're at the point of, like I said before, forming a national committee so we can get some more help across the country and social media ambassadors. And um, up here, the rules legally, if you want to become a registered charity or a not-for-profit, that has a whole lot of other rules and um, and expenses as well. So we're not sure if we're going to go that route or not, if we're just going to stay. It's possible just to stay an, an adv- advocacy organization or a lobbying organization and not become a legal entity. So right now we are
2: in court, the process yeah, of
5: discussing that. In the process of discussing it and finding <laughs> our own things so like making you know things like poster boards we were at an event actually uh thursday night and so you know we had to pay our tickets to be there and we're we're doing what we can but hopefully in the future you know we'll decide one way or another what we're going to do about that but thanks to social media and um and the skills that we have, we're we're doing pretty good at getting the word out, and getting the leader of a major party um, voicing his support. And after that happened, we got a national story in the Huffington Post. So hmm. we're doing pretty good so far. But you know, money, of course, can also help us yeah. reach farther. So we'll see.
3: Um, we'll see. Is there hey, any
5: Canadian? Guys- Canadian billionaires listening out there who want to sponsor, us, <laughs> give us a call. <laughs>
3: and 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 while we're at it, any American billionaires that might be listening, uh, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> um,
0: yeah, we'll take that because so, your dollars better than ours right now. That's right.
5: <laughs>
3: that was just shocking to me. But um, have you guys considered like any like crowdfunding sources as a as a way of. Uh, financial support
5: yeah i mean it's part it's part of our discussions it can get a little sticky then too mm-hmm. because we aren't uh legal, a legal not-for-profit or registered charity so if we start asking for funds um you know we're just basically asking the public to give to us and trust that we're uh using their money Absolutely. for uh, ethically right so i don't know if we're gonna, right. if we would do that yet but We'll see. So far, so far things have been okay and going in the direction that we need them to go, and we're not too poor yet, but <laughs> we'll see what happens as we go. But for any, any moms and dads listening out there that think they might be suffering from a prenatal or postpartum mental illness, we just want to get the message out to them to talk to somebody, to talk to, to their partner if they're supportive, and to talk to a doctor or a midwife, do they have midwives in the U.S.? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nurse midwife. Nurse midwife. Um, and really just keep talking until someone uh, under, uh, listens to you uh, and just doesn't brush it off. Because a lot of the time yeah. um, we have a campaign going right now, hashtag this is my story, where we're getting moms and dads across Canada to tell us their story and then we're, we're writing it and posting it on our site. And a lot of the stories I'm reading, you know, it takes two or three times, two or three visits for for the mom or the dad to actually convince their doctor that they're not feeling well because our doctors here and midwives, they don't they're not really trained in perinatal mental health. It's that's changing somewhat. There's there's a bit more education days and trainings happening. But for the most part, they might just say, like, I have one mom's story I'm working on right now, and she told her doctor, you know, she's really depressed. She's early in the postpartum, and the doctor said, "Oh, okay, but it's not postpartum depression, right?" <laughs> Putting the question oh, back geez. on her, and she said, "Well, Oof. I don't know. That's why I'm here." And she said, and the doctor said, "It's probably just the blues, uh, the blues and it'll pass." So, <laughs> I mean, wow. kind of like the suck it up. And pat on the
3: back
0: yeah. and off we go. Yeah. So, and Rebecca. Yeah, throw um, some dirt on it. <laughs> um, Patricia will say many times that the, the onus is on women and men right now to reach out and seek the type of care that they need. And when somebody's struggling with a mental illness, um, they may not have the cognitive ability to look for the help that they need. They're, they're isolated at home, they're depressed. They're not functioning properly. They're not creating those proper attachment relationships with their babies. But then we're asking them to figure out what type of care, mental health care that they need or mental health support they need. So the last thing they need are insensitive health care provider interactions, where somebody is
1: um,
0: unvalidating or dismissive. And so we're doing the best we can to kind of bring more educational events the area and talk about it more and really advocate um, so everybody is aware. So if a woman is going to a pediatrician appointment, that that's a uh, great opportunity for somebody in that office to ask mom how she's doing. But yeah. mom isn't the patient. As soon as baby comes out, Baby is the patient and baby is the focus. And that's a huge missed opportunity to check in with mom. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, that.
2: that's
3: the, the you know, I would really like to see the medical community get a little more all inclusive on things. And that, that's something that you notice just in the normal day to day. If you're going to your regular Primary care provider, and they send you to a specialist for something, you know, um, and you come to find out that they're not talking to each other to find out what's going on with you and your health. And yeah, you should be invested in your own health and you should be
1: mm-hmm.
3: proactive enough to say, okay, this is what's going on with me, but there should also still be some kind of communication between those doctors, you know, so that way, you know, the specialist isn't prescribing something that you have an adverse reaction to that your PCP knows about that the specialist doesn't, you know, or vice versa. You you know what I mean? So, yeah, I would like to see uh, the medical field be a little more uh, inclusive and attentive to what, their patients are have going on. You know, that's mm-hmm. just that's just my personal feeling.
0: So, I agree. Yeah, we have yeah. something in Ontario right now. I believe it's called Connecting Ontario, where they're connecting electronic medical records across different sites. So you would go in and mm. access and you would have patient records. Uh, and it's amazing in 2020 now that this is a new thing. But we yeah. should be able to access across the spectrum, everything that's going on with a client or a
3: patient. Right, right. And, you know, it's funny because you you mentioned that, and like here for for us, you know, my PCP has a patient portal, right? But then a specialist that I go to has a different patient portal, and another doctor has, yeah, a different patient portal. And it seems like all those patient portals should be able to link up and cross access and they don't. And right. that seems to me like a, a, a huge hole in the whole system. You mm-hmm. know? So um, we're, we're getting close to our, our time being over, unfortunately, uh, because this has been a great conversation with you guys, but uh, we, we do have a, a couple of things to ask you before we say it. Reva um the the big one is what's next for you guys
5: well we're glad you asked <laughs> <laughs> um we've got a lot planned for 2020 it, you know we we formed a year ago so we've been kind of just been feeling things out but um 2020 we have a, a plan for campaigns every month We have something huge here in Canada called Bell Let's Talk, where uh, Mm -hmm. at the end of January there's one day where you hashtag Bell Let's Talk over all of social media and uh, talk about mental health. So we have the hashtag This Is My Story campaign we're doing then. Jamie and I are doing a live Facebook that day. Um, We're um, we're trying to get uh, follow-up with uh, the different politicians, federal politicians, to have meetings with them. Um, we're doing a lot in 2020 and, um, and Jamie.
3: It's,
5: it's we're safe just, to say 2020 is your year. The 2020 is the year. And, uh, I just, I stopped because I wanted Jamie to chime in too, cause she is a one busy lady. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we're all busy, right? Uh, full-time job, kids, um, but she's on various committees and it's going to be a, a, a a wonderful uh, learning experience this year but we're hoping um, to really push our organization to the forefront and um, get this national strategy that's our whole mission, that's our whole goal that's right so that's what we'll be doing mm-hmm. that's, a, that's
1: uh, World a good goal Maternal to
0: have Mental, yeah, World Maternal Mental Health Day is Wednesday May sixth. And so this is an international advocacy event. Um, so look it up. <laughs> um, I believe the website is postpartum.net. Where's that? So anyways, what we're looking at is on Wednesday, May 6th is bringing awareness to uh, world maternal mental health day. And in our area, we, for the whole week from May 3rd to 10th, we have eight different awareness walks that we're doing um, where community members are asked to come out and support. We have our mayors and dignitaries that come out. We have proclamation letters being drawn up. And um, our biggest event is in Barrie. We have close to 300 people that come out and walk with us and Every year it gets bigger and bigger.
3: That's exciting. Yeah, that is really awesome. Yeah. And having it happen, isn't it it the mental health month anyway? May. so, yeah. May is actually
4: mental health month.
3: So that's awesome. That's yet one more thing that I know we can help promote, too, uh, with our show. Because we like to to do a a nice run-up to May being mental health month. Uh, you know, definitely highlighting different aspects. So thanks for letting us know about that, because uh, we we didn't, yeah. you know. Um, cool. And then lastly, uh, if people want to reach out to you guys, uh, what are your different social media stuffs?
5: Okay. So our website is cpmhc.ca. They mm-hmm. can also reach us on Twitter at CP, at cpmhc. They can find us on Instagram, same thing, and they can email us at can so can for Canada uh, pmhc at gmail.com. Cool. And okay. of awesome. course, we're on face we're on Facebook as the Canadian Perinatal mental health collaborative. So if any Canadians listening out there that want to join us, best thing to do is go to our website and we have a little sign-up area and we'll get you on our mailing list and we'll keep you um, updated on all of the campaigns that we have going right now. And if you're interested in joining our national committee or being a social media advisor, our application cutoff date is January 24th. So you still have time and we encourage everyone to um, apply
3: awesome yeah well thank you so much to both of you for uh taking uh an hour out of your day and, and spending it with us we are truly honored and uh stay on the line we're going to finish out the show with the song so much better by levi christ and thank
2: you. See you next week
3: yeah. yeah and we'll see you guys next week
1: All the behind me, virgin and pulling. Yeah, the world keeps spinning around and around. But I go with a flow, nobody's gonna get me down. I think I tell the secret about the way that love's gonna be. For sex, the gutters, cosmological ecstasy, getting hold of me Your body unwind. You see, you got everything you want, you just gotta open up and rise. Sing it, holding on something when there's nothing that you can do to change it, just let it go with the flow. Get about your business doing you. Make it only oh it's a super sexy conscious cosmological ecstasy
4: Get it home.